ladies and gents finally on the way it's friday we're ready to rock and roll and if you've been wondering about how to do things creatively to have some fun while you're doing you know some of that work that we call work that four-letter word that we call work then today's episode's for you let's jump into it here we go shut up and sit down is your business in need of customers then you found the right show Hernan Cias is the business bro, and he makes getting customers fun and easy. Watch, listen, and learn as each episode is designed to sell. Welcome to another episode of Business Bros. All right, ladies and gents, it's time to drop some fire. Who do we got on the show today? Well, first of all, I got to make sure I do this at the beginning of every episode. This is a friendly reminder to uh, like, share, and subscribe because every time you do, you help an entrepreneur find a customer and a customer find a solution. And our number one rule in business is to be of service to others. So really appreciate it. Thank you very much. All right. Now, look, I've wondered what it would be like as an American to live abroad. And today's guest is an American living in Shanghai, but he spends most of his time at the intersection of magic education and storytelling. In fact, um, they have created a STEAM magic curriculum with over 50 stories around the ma- around their magic products with books and in video format. So let's see if we can turn this into a magical episode. See what I did there? Let's welcome to the show the master plaster himself, Todd Plaster. <laughs> Welcome to the show, Todd. Hey, it's great to be here, Hanan. How are you doing? Oh, man, I'm ready to have some fun on this Friday evening. Uh, I, I mean, you're in Shanghai. For me, it's in the afternoon, 4 p.m. What time is it over there for you? Yeah, right now the sun is just coming out. It is uh, 7 a.m. here. Oh, I got you up. that introduction anyway. I couldn't have uh, uh, expected a better introduction. Amazing. Well, cool, man. I, my my job, I feel, as a host is to get as much energy behind what we're about to talk about, which is you, and put you in a position where you're happy and, and excited to talk about your business. So let's do awesome. that. Uh, what is the Master Plaster? Tell me a little bit about what you do. Uh, so Master Plaster, uh, give you a little bit of history, background, um, uh, how I kind of got into this. So for the last 20 years or so, I've been here in Shanghai for 16 years. Um for 20 years, I've been doing import-export. I help people make products. Um, as you know, the majority of everything comes from China, right? Mm-hmm. Um, uh, about five, six years ago, I took a, um, a change in my career. Um, I wanted to learn anything and everything about e-commerce. Uh, so I let my wife, uh, for the last five, six years, she has been managing the, the import-export company. And I went this direction, started learning about, um, uh, uh, again, online uh, e-commerce and that uh, led us of course to uh, selling of course Amazon right uh, played around with selling different types of things um, including magic products um, and realized soon I didn't want to play that game uh, there's just too many people selling uh, the same thing no matter what you have just a different package and too many competitors um, and then I realized that um, I needed to come up with something unique that can't be still wanted to go you know, uh, go into e-commerce and keep going down this road have an online business so i can leave here one day um and then i i again something that was unique and cannot be easily copied and i wanted to bring in my hobby which is magic uh together with education since um even though i'm 
reaching my mid fifties here. My kids are still quite young. Um, and education is, uh, is just unreal over here. It's to say that um, when a child's life is about, you know, when they're about six years old, it's done, it's over. There's nothing left but study, study, study all day long, 14, 15, 16 hours a day. Um, and so I wanted to bring these two together because uh, you know, it's becoming real dear to my heart about education. I have a lot of opinions about it. And so if the kids are um, so stressed every day and the families are so stressed every day and I can't beat them at their, you know, I ain't going to beat the Chinese and say, hey, no, you're not going to study. Huh? Everybody's doing it. And so let's mm -hmm. make it let's make it fun. OK, let's make it entertaining. And so it took me about a year to figure out how to do that, though, how to bring magic and education together. And then finally, I did about uh, about three years ago. It was through stories, all right, um, children's stories. So um, each of the stories had a, a magic magic plot, right? And um, uh, the magic and it has a magic trick inside of it. So I have not only do I have the um, um, you mentioned steam. Uh, in, in the US and a lot of Europe, they like to say STEM, STEM education instead. Over here in China and some other parts of Asia, they say STEAM. It's just adding an extra A. So STEM is S-T-E-M, uh, which is science, technology, engineering, math. A is arts, so mm -hmm. science, technology. So I call the series, my largest series is Master Plaster and the STEAM Magician. My three kids are in here and they're the STEAM Magicians. So that series, has not only magic, uh, but it also has one aspect of STEAM or STEM education weaved into it as well. So the magic trick that's in the story, for example, um, is actually a real life magic trick. Hmm. Okay? It's a real life magic trick. And the STEAM, the one aspect of STEAM, or STEM education that's weaved into the story is also um, is also a, a DIY, okay? It solves a problem. Both of them generally end up solving a problem with inside the story. So if you were to um, get this story, it would come with a magic trick and a Steam uh, uh, DIY kit there. With let, it, me ask you, let me ask you some questions about this stuff because uh, first of all, I want to go back to the idea of the education and the rigor that's involved. I'm I'm a high school teacher, and I'm I'm starting to see, especially after the pandemic, uh, a lot of right. kids trying to just get back in the groove of doing things and not really right. having the same passion. I see a lot of finding answers online versus trying to think of the answers yourselves. There's so many opportunities to, to I don't want to say cheat because they're looking for a solution and there's something to be said about searching for the solution. But at the same time, I understand the importance of the rigor and getting down and actually, you know, pen to paper and doing some work. And you compared the two types of things. Can you talk a little bit about the rigor and why moving to something that actually is entertaining can help that educational uh, path for a youngster? Sure. Um, that's an interesting question. Uh, regarding the cheating, um, <laughs> I'm not sure it's because of the internet. I think cheating's always been around. I think the, the internet oh, yeah. has made it's made it a little bit easier. And I talk yeah. about that. I've talked about that all the time about um, the way that uh, um, 
that the way education and uh, what's happening with AI and education and stuff like this. I mean, mm-hmm. um, they, I don't believe that, especially like over here, you know, we can te- keep teaching them so much. There's no need anymore to um, to teach so much. Why do I have to? Ha- why do we have to teach? You know, have them learn. You know, they go to school for seven eight hours, and then they're going to have two to four hours of homework every day afterwards. It's just. Um, it's a different era. I don't, I can understand kind of pre-internet perhaps Mm -hmm. where we need to know so much. Right. Um, And, uh, but this is a different world because as, as you mentioned, um, you know, you can go online now and give me, you know, one or two minutes and I can find the answer pretty much to anything. Mm. Right. Yes, exactly. Um, I can find the answer pretty much to anything. So I don't need that college degree guy to be like before we need to know the answer to every a lot of stuff um you know it's uh you know we can we can find that that yeah, no, to i that. totally i totally agree with you i feel like what you're describing right now is the concept of uh drill and kill there and an and application right so in my classroom yeah. one of the things that i tried i play a lot of music in my classroom i have a lot of fun i laugh with the kids uh i do that because i want them to enjoy the experience of coming to class if i can get them to buy in to showing up to my classroom then yeah. i have a better chance of them buying into trying to it's math so not everybody yeah. loves to do math right so if I can get them excited well, about coming the to this class, yeah, exactly. <laughs> the world. Asians are really good at that. And I was, getting, <laughs> I, was I was kind of took the long approach. So I was going to get to that part there. Um, you often hear, um, and it seems like you are the exception. And I love this type of uh, this type of educator. Um, you often hear teachers say, you know, your kid's got a problem. You know, he can't concentrate. He doesn't mm. hold still. And every time I hear that, you don't, I mean, we hear that, you hear that from a lot, right? I mean, in in America, we know um, the last 20, 30 years, you know, when I grew up, the, what was it, ADH, what do we call it? Um, ADHD? ADHD, right? Yeah, yeah. That was the shiny bird syndrome. (laughs) It's always been around. That wasn't even a term when I was growing up, right? But everybody has it, right? Mm -hmm. Everybody has it now. When, when I hear this, these teachers say this, I just think to myself, I'm like, but how many years have you been doing this? You're telling me you've probably taught hundreds, if not, if you've been doing it for 20 years or more, probably thousands of kids. And you're, th- you're telling me him moving around and this and that, and he's not focused is wrong. No, I'm sorry. The one who's not moving around has a problem, mm-hmm. right? They have a problem because <laughs> they're supposed to, right? We need to adapt to them, right? We need the change. It's not interesting. Yeah, you, you got to teach you up there just, just you know, quoting out of a book, you know, and this and that, and just, you know, old textbook style, right? Uh, you know, we need to shake it up. We need to make it fun, interesting, you know, and you know, gamify things, right? There are and lots of, you know, there are lots of amazing tools out there right now that just can make in, uh, education so fun. Uh, you yes, know, it's gotta, you know, and yeah, that's yeah, the way, that's the way I mean, to do it. 
you're exactly right. Look, look, look. The idea that we don't want to learn is ridiculous. Our mind absolutely. wants to know everything absolutely. at all times. It absolutely is 100% curious and will find and seek answers if you ask it a question, right? It's just got to right. be something that we want to do. And so That's how right. we're addressing the situation is a little different because something is going to spark that kid. And you're absolutely. not going to be able to get in his way or stop him or build a wall big enough to stop, yes. from, stop him from getting that education that he's looking for. And I think right. that's what you're doing here, right? This is yeah. where magic and education have that intersection because now all of a sudden, if I'm learning to do something that I want to do, magic, okay. uh, a storytelling, that sort of stuff, all of a sudden learning something is secondary, right? The actual right. math or the actual science behind it is secondary because you're immersed in what's going on in the whole experience. So tell me about that intersection that you have there. Uh, so yeah, it's kind of like, it's, it's kind of like yourself, right? You said you'd like to bring in music and you like to bring it up. And so mine is, um, you know, bringing in magic to it. Right. So, you know, uh, for example, if we're, we're reading and stuff like that, wouldn't it be fun? You know, cause in, in this, you know, oftentimes, uh, and I, I believe you probably know this more than I do. Um, uh, boys are, it's a little bit more difficult to get them interested when they're young in, in reading than it is girls. I've heard that statistic. Mm -hmm. Um, so, I mean, if we have, you know, a trick that happens, you know, what, what, you, you know, inside here, why we're, you know, why we're trying to, or we're, we're going through story time and stuff like that, um, you know, and all of a sudden you're, you're reading and then all of a sudden you're like, oh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, these, you know, you, got the, you, know, you get the whole the cards that come out of there and you yeah, uh, uh, <laughs> right? you, know, you know, things like that, you know it gets the child interested, right? And so now if he, if they're interested in magic, right? If the, the magic trick, maybe it's because of that, of that trick there, for example, that got him to read more, right? Exactly, you know, exactly. Or music, like you said, or whatever that is, it just needs to be, it needs to be on their, on, on their, on their, on their terms. What, what makes them, you know, what makes them interested, right? And that's an individual thing. But we, we can we can assume there are certain things that we know, games and stuff like this, right? Games and stuff like, you know, it's just, and, you know, you gamify things. It's just a great way. You know? Robert Kiyosaki has a board game called Cashflow. And uh, so for my seniors, we're right at the edge of, of graduation season, right? So they're pretty much done. They just had prom. They're anticipating grad night. They're like right. at the end of, of the senior year. And so what I, I'm, I'm about to get into this last little section in about a week or so. And that's what we do to seal off the end of financial algebra. We play cash flow. Now we get to talk yeah. about all the different topics that we talked about, textbooks, all the stuff that we talked about vocabulary-wise, and now we get to play it and see it come to fruition and imagine ourselves being in that situation and solving that problem and applying absolutely. what we learned. That's the that's the gamify that you're talking about. Yeah, absolutely, absolutely. And uh, I I know him. I, I follow him. I haven't watched as much of Robert Kiyosaki in the last six or seven months, but I'm very aware of that game. I was actually thinking about buying that myself, um, but absolutely. That's exactly it. Right. Whether it be a board game or through video games or whatever, that's, that's it. You know, that's more interesting for them, isn't it? Oh, 100%, 100%. Let's talk about your journey into that e-commerce space and then 
taking this idea of magic and education and then turning it into a business. Walk me through, you know, that, that e-commerce. So you get some experience in some e-commerce, yeah. but you decide to do things on your own. Walk me through that. Yeah. So, um, as I mentioned before, you know, we, at the beginning of the, the e-commerce, we were selling all different types of things. Uh, and that's, that was my, my journey, right? You have to go. Yeah. Yeah. You, you have to start somewhere. Um, you have to start somewhere and we started with, you know, selling some magic products and then just various other things, socks and this and that. And again, learning, learning that it was, um, just, uh, just too many people selling the same thing. Right. And the only one just, I mean, I, I don't care what, what you're selling, if you're selling cards or what, whatever it is, you know, just too many people selling the same exact thing in a different package, right? Just too competitive. And the only one that uh, the only one that wins that game is Amazon, right? For the rest of us, it's a race to the bottom, right? Because everybody, mm -hmm. too many people selling the same stuff. And so that's where you know I said again, um, you know, I need to come up with something that's difficult for people to copy. And again, that was uh, uh, I wanted to bring magic and education together. Um, and finally, I did it through the stories. And so um, what ends up happening is. Um, I actually, uh, I didn't have it really planned out. Um, it was going to happen through the stories, but it just, here's how it kind of happened. My, my oldest son, who is now 10 years old. So about um, four years ago, probably when he was about six, there was a, a speech competition going on over here, uh, citywide, which is huge. Uh, Shanghai has got 25, 26 million people um, competition. And everybody, of course, you know, the first uh, round was one minute. They have to do something for one minute. Uh, remember a story. And everybody, of course, is choosing a, um, a famous story, right? A famous, mm -hmm. a famous story. That, and I said, you know what? Why don't we, um, why don't we write something? <laughs> why don't we make our own story? And that's, um, and I wrote uh, this story called Hanky Panky. Right. Actually, I, I have this here and it was a um, I wrote this story for him. Of course, it was an illustrator. It was just a, uh, uh, a, a rhyming story. Right. And I said, um, let me give you an extra edge. <laughs> that extra edge is not only to be. So this is the reason why this one is my first one is so short is because it had to be a minute long mm. for him. But I said, let's add let's add a magic trick to it. You know, at the end. You know, let's make it a, a magic trick that might give you an edge while everybody else is just uh, memorizing their story, their one minute story, their speech. Uh, um, you'll do it and you'll finish with a magic trick at the end. Be memorable. So, yeah. Yeah. And it worked. So he got uh, he he won the, the first round. He won and in his area and the, um, then we did the same thing. So I had to write another story. This story um, had to be uh, this time. It had to be like a minute and a half, I believe. And we did the the same thing with that. So the hanky pankies, where he made a, a a handkerchief appear out of nowhere. And the next one uh, was a uh, a story where it's called uh, uh, the quest for the magic flower pot. And then he he makes a a flower appear in a flower pot at the end. The same thing. And um, that's kind of how um, that part started. It started with that, but it wasn't um, 
and then there was one more story. Same thing happened. Um, and he ends up winning. He ends up taking second place of, in all of Shanghai. Overall. Overall. That's um, really good. I, it's pretty good. I don't, there were thousands, uh, thousands. I don't remember exactly how many, um, but there were thousands of people in it and he got second place. Um, and, I think we can give a lot of credit to that to those magic tricks. I think they they definitely it was a, it was a quite an edge. I mean, it was some yeah. showmanship as part of that show. Absolutely, and that's and, and that of course, and that was uh, uh, what I was thinking for him. And so, um, but it wasn't um, it wasn't until like uh, a year later. It wasn't like until a year later. I still didn't know how I was bringing, you know, the the magic uh, and education together. And then I, I don't remember what sparked it. And I'm like, wait a second. This, this is it. This is, this is the solution I've been looking for. How I'm going to bring education and magic together is through these stories. Because um, I've been trying to get Master Plaster going. And we wanted to make something unique. And I, I, I was starting to copy like, you know, Sesame Street type videos or this or that. Mm-hmm. Just trying to find myself. And then it finally dawned on me. And then I started after I figured that and I, I, that's it, guys. Here's how we're doing this. We're going to do these through these stories. And um, and I started writing them. And the first ones, again, were the um, they were they were just uh, stories with a magic trick. All of all the Master Plaster stories now uh, still all have a magic trick. But the, um, uh, it's they're all like um, I break them down into like three series. The first one starting with rhymes. Um, there's like probably uh, close to 10 of those. And then I started thinking, wait a second, you know, um, if I'm going to have to change these rhymes into other languages, they're not going to rhyme anymore. Nope. So let me, um, <laughs> let me uh, write some regular stories. Okay. And so then we wrote a few regular non rhyming stories. And again, they all have a magic trick. And then as I'm doing this, you know, over the, the year or two years, so we, end up we only launched like five five months ago so i prepared like um two to two and a half years before the reason the reason i had uh i didn't launch before that because my whole the whole thing i wanted to do i wasn't trying to become an author i was trained i wanted to create content for my youtube channel mm. right and become like a an edutainer on there and you know get subscribers have kids follow and stuff like this and the mind thought at that time was as you probably know is everybody's telling you you got to have a ton of content you got to be doing this two or three times a week at least if you're going to be serious blah 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 well years into this you know and, and looking at so many people doing this um that's not necessarily true <laughs> anymore um that's not necessarily true that you have to have so much content coming out every every week um just depends on what you're doing so like when we i have when i create videos that are animated and stuff like that you're probably not expected to have (laughs) two or three of those or four of those a week because they take so much more time and effort to create and stuff like that and you know that there are people that do one a month now and have tens of millions of followers. So that's, but that was my mind thought. Um, I needed to have so many and I knew my, I know my schedule better than anybody, right? So I said, let me get us, you know, I need to get uh, a certain amount of these made in advance because when I launch, 
we don't want to break, right? We don't want to <laughs> miss a week or anything like that. Yeah, uh, you so want to you want to have enough content. I want to have enough I'll, content. And plus, I know my schedule, like, you know, I might miss a week of shooting, two weeks of shooting, who knows, right? So I want to have a good backup. And also, I, I also wanted to let people, other companies who might look at us later on, if I, I want to talk to publishing companies and stuff like this, to know I'm serious, right? If I go in with like one or two or three stories done, uh, you know, maybe, uh, okay. If I go in with 10, 20, 30 stories, right? Well, they know, <laughs> now they know you're, you're serious, right? You're, this guy's- well, you, got some, you got some stuff behind you, right? And I agree with you. Like- it depends on what you're doing, right? So for us, we right. do a show like every single day. We pump out content at scale and we will help people literally do exactly that. But it's for notability. It's for building a brand. It's for showing up on a consistent Absolutely. basis. You're, I think it, you, what you're creating is more of a curriculum. So it's more of an evergreen content that you're going to turn around and create content to drive traffic to your main evergreen stuff. So right. I, I don't think you're going to escape the marketing aspect. You just yeah. have a portfolio that you worked on that can show as a presentation. I mean, yeah. Did I hear you right? Yeah, yeah, absolutely. So, I mean, in the beginning, it was strictly 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 edutainment right um and as again as i'm developing this and doing the stories and stuff like this we're showing it to people along the way over here right we're showing it to people of course and i'm getting the sense of um you know that uh there's a lot of interest they like it and then of course because i'm in china i don't know how many times they're like can you make this into an english course and stuff like this. Can you make this into a curriculum for the school? This is stuff like I'm like, I probably could, but that's not my thing. You know, how many, how many, you know, people specialize in English doing that anyway over here? Um, and then uh um I, I I probably went to a couple of trade shows and you know, walking around and talking with people and this and that, and heard the you know the, the curriculum thing can you make this into a curriculum and then i I thought to myself you know um can i um can i add one more element to this you know uh to make it maybe who knows maybe i can make this into some type of a curriculum but my way not uh a curriculum for learning english okay Mm -hmm. but um again having the kids could have fun with it and um and learn at the same time and that's where the master plaster then and the steam magician series came in let me add one element of steam to this um and that and that was again so for example uh this story here the trick inside this one the trick inside this one have you ever seen um sorry i don't have it here with me i should have probably bought this for everybody but be much more entertaining have you ever seen where uh a magician, you've seen a magician. Generally for this trick, they come in traditional Chinese outfit because it was originally a Chinese trick. They show two bowls in their hand empty and they start to wave it around and the bowl fills up with water. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Done. Seen that. Done. And then they pull yeah. it, they pour it in here into the water in this bowl, pour it in here and they show it again, it's empty, do it again and just keeps filling it up with water like this. So that's the, um, that's the trick we use in here. That's the trick that we use in here. My rule is that um, whatever the trick is, the the real life magic trick, 
it has to be able to do that trick inside this story. Okay. So well, that's a that, good rule if you're doing magic and entertainment. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely. Well, because I knew that um, we're going to be giving this with the children, right? The, the book is going to come with a magic prop, right? And so I wanted to be able to do what it really can in real life in the story. Now, for example, if it in, in real life, it everybody makes it make water. Well, that same bull could actually make any liquid, right? They all use it for water, though. Everybody. It could make milk. It could make soup. So inside this one, oodles and noodles of soup and noodles, we, we say it makes soup, noodle soup. Now, the other rule is it has to be able to do, like I said, it has to be able to do what it does in real life. Now, if you want to exaggerate on top of that in the story as well, exaggerate after you've already done what it really can do, then that's possible too. I, I can do that. So in the story, it seems, it seems like you're setting the guidelines for a lot of kids to learn, to have fun, but at the same time, be able to, to enjoy the idea Absolutely. of learning to, I mean, magic is always going to be cool. It's always going to be fun. Yeah. Uh, Julius Dean is somebody that I saw on Instagram and I watched his Instagram blow up and all he was doing was walking around doing magic tricks. David Blaine, same thing. If you can right. wow people and smile and, and get them to, to enjoy a particular situation, you're definitely going to have some power behind your product. And I, you Absolutely. know, I, I wish you the best of luck going forward and launching this Thank thing you. before we head out is uh, what's the best way for people to contact you if they want to know more about, uh, your steam magicians yeah if they want to reach out to us um you know they can see our, our our master plaster channel on youtube or if they want to reach out to us at info at imasterplaster.com um that's probably the best way perfect all right ladies and gents a little bit of magic a little bit of education can go a long way for your kids man it's a long school day it helps if they can smile just a little bit all right uh, master plaster todd thank you very much for being on the program ladies and gents enjoy your thank weekend you, and uh have a great rest of your day peace and we're out thanks for watching the business bros if you're ready to get more clients and want to work with the business bro, visit our website, www.businessbros.biz, and click on the Need More Customers button, or learn how to generate more referrals with our video testimonial packages. Go to www.businessbros.biz and start.